You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Which brings us to our producer, Adam Studzinski Studs, who pulled the overnight shift and did such a good job. He entertained me on my drive-in uh, for the Mullion Haw show, he worked uh, twelve to five studs. No, talking about uh, no. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday was three to five. So if you're so if, when we say yesterday, today's Monday. So it was technically today three to five. Okay. And then tomorrow, Tuesday, I'm doing the we'll, we'll be on midnight to five a.m. So if you're hearing this before midnight on Tuesday, before midnight Monday, whatever, <laughs> before so, midnight on the 14th, then then I'll be on midnight to 5 a.m. Because Dan and I can be accused sometimes of being grumpy old <laughs> men or being too serious or whatever. How would you evaluate the first phase, the first wave of free agency? Because like a lot of people, we're just sitting there watching Twitter, talking to people, trying to figure out what's next. What's been your early impression? So I, I'll be honest with you. I. I was a little disappointed in the first few hours as far as like, I think kind of what you guys were hinting at, they didn't make a move on an offensive tackle or a, a defensive tackle right away. Although, you know, some of the best defensive tackles are still yet to go. Draymond Jones being one of them. Yeah. Uh, and I, but when I saw the price for McGlinchey, I'm like, yeah, okay, go, go ahead, Denver. Because I think that the bears can get a, a potentially better player in Paris Johnson at number nine in the draft anyway. So uh, let me just give you this. I really like the Nate Johnson, Nate Davis signing. Excuse me. I think that helps solidify the interior of your line and, and starts to make things a little bit clearer. I, I think you still need to add an offensive tackle at some point if you can in this free agency. So you're not having to rely on a rookie like Paris Johnson. I really like the Tremaine Edwards signing. Excuse me. This is going to happen if, for the next it will. three months. Yeah, Tremaine, Edwards, Tremaine, yeah. Edmonds, <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards there. I really like the Tremaine Edmonds, Edmonds signing. I, I, a lot of the stuff you guys say is valid about filling a position that filling a need they created. My counter to that would be, well, they got a second round pick out of it at least. So I, I think, I think at that point you're, you're getting a guy with a similar skill set and you got a second round pick out of it for cheaper I'm not saying that Edmonds is better than Roquan, but I think for the way the situation played out, I, I, I'm okay with it. I like TJ Edwards a lot. I'm sure we would get along if we, if we <laughs> ever met. So uh, all in all, like if this is the if this is all they get on the first day of free agency, there's still so much to do. I'm preaching patience still, and like you guys have talked about it so much. There's so many holes to fill. At the end of May, if we're sitting here and still pointing out holes that they have to fill, we all said for the entire entirety of this this past season that they're not going to be able to fill all these holes in one off season. So I think we all have to prepare ourselves for them to go into the 2023 season with still glaring weaknesses because they are not going to fill all these in one off season. And I think that's uh that's probably over two minutes. So I'll go ahead. <laughs> Great stuff. stuff. Have, have yeah. Fun overnights. Adam Stadzinski, our producer also out on the six, seven score and six, seven in the score.com bringing you Bears' opinions on a regular basis. All right, Dan, in the final minutes we have left, 
What do you think is next? And, and how how do you think what's happened so far? What could happen this week? I know we're going to be patient. I know we're going to be try to be you know deliberate in, in forming too strong and, and, and lasting of opinions because it's f- so fluid. Yes. But how much closer do you think the Bears came, whether <laughs> it's a trade with DJ Moore or the signings today, to becoming a more respectable team in 2023? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I, look, the DJ Moore acquisition at this point for me is the biggest thing that they have done. And when we get a chance to breathe and talk this out at, at greater length, remind me to tell you the story of how I learned of the trade of the number one overall pick, because it goes to a larger point of how these things can happen anywhere, anytime, and really cause quite a bit of chaos in regular life. But that said, to actually have a known quantity coming back in a deal like that, to me, gives me great comfort and great confidence. You've got a proven veteran receiver who can be a, a go-to guy for Justin Fields, who has shown you what he can be on this level. He's not a tier one guy. He's not a Justin Jefferson, Terry Kill, you know, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams type, but he's in that, that second grouping of receivers in the NFL that now gives you something in your passing game that should help Justin make the ascent that the Bears fans are hoping they can make. And I would much rather have known quantities like DJ Moore than be banking on the 2025 pick in the second round, not being Ego Ferguson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, so, so that's, that's where some of the celebration of like future assets, it's like, you, you don't know who you just traded for. Did you get Anthony Miller? Did you get, you know, those Ego are great, Ferguson? Those are great references for any Bears fan paying attention and remembers <laughs> those names being, yeah, part of the draft process. Wow. Because yeah, because look, like like we don't know what any of those picks are going to turn into now. Like I wrote in a column for ChicagoTribune.com on Monday morning about the the you know historic draft haul that the Rams, the St. Louis Rams, brought in when they traded number two to the the Redskins in the RG three trade. It didn't become anything. They didn't have any franchise changing all pro uh, top tier guys that changed their franchise, and so it's really easy to dream of best case scenarios. It's really difficult to say, well, maybe those picks won't turn into anything. And so when you get a guy like DJ Moore, who you know exactly who he is and what he can be, you don't have to play the guessing game on, oh, you know, like Justin didn't unlock his true potential. Well, he had his uh, true potential unlocked with Cam Newton and Will Greer and PJ Walker and Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. He's shown that no no matter who's throwing him the football, he can produce. And, And I love that part of the deal because I think that does move the needle more than any of the other moves that they've made to this point. Excellent points. I also think it accelerates the expectations for Justin Fields. Next year is the No Excuses Tour. That's not meant to be overly critical. That's just no. It, 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 it has to be. You, you get him I mean, a wide receiver that's a proven guy. You get him an offensive line that protects him, and now it's up to Justin Fields. And I think the Bears are very comfortable with that reality, and everybody should, based on that five-game middle of the season stretch. And if he can just promise everybody he's going to play that well all 17 games. I think everyone will be fine and dandy. And the other thing before we close, big picture wise, and we'll talk about all the details as we go along here. It's fun to break down a trade the Bears make that is this significant to the franchise. And I think that it's on a short list of the most significant trades ever the Bears have made. But you're talking about investing in the future, not sacrificing it. And I think that's a really big distinction that sets this one apart. Sure. You know, whether it's Jay Cutler or Khalil Mack Mack or the other ones, it was always like, well, what are you giving up and how much are you sacrificing future drafts or future success? Well, you're not doing that here. This one was quite the opposite. You're using your draft capital to to invest in the future and get a player that can help you now 
and feel very good about later. Right. And maybe the, the return on this trade be, goes to equal the trades that you made when you got rid of John Bostick and Martellus Bennett and Brandon Marshall and Jared Allen. Maybe, maybe, maybe those historic Bears trades are a benchmark for where this one needs to be set as we go forward for what they got back in return for that. I, I love your quick recall of all these obscure Bears. That should be a segment Obs- next obscure. time. Obscure. Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett, Jared Allen, John Bostick. Those are high-profile okay. Chicago Bears that were okay. traded away and we don't remember what they got obscure is definitely the wrong word i'll come up with the right one next time because we'll have plenty of time to react 